Welcome to Viva Talks, where the team behind New Zealand's leading fashion and culture magazine, Viva, takes you behind the scenes of our latest issue and covers everything that has captured our attention this week. Kia ora, I'm Amanda Lenor, Viva Editor, and in the studio today, I'm joined by Deputy Editor Johanna Thornton. Kia ora. And also our special guest this morning is food writer and Herald diversity journalist, Lincoln Tan. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Hi, I'm Lincoln. Great to be here, and it's, this is the first time I think I've been called a food writer. Um, <laughs> Success. <laughs> You've made it. I've made it, yes. Oh, Fantastic. <laughs> First up, before we dive into talking about your story, which you wrote for Viva, which is in today's New Zealand Herald, let's talk about what it means to be a diversity journalist. Well, as a diversity reporter at the Herald, um, it's it's quite uh, the, it's quite broad what I do, and I, I guess it's it's uh, very loose the way they define diversity at the Herald. So uh, basically, anything um, that's not Maori or Pakeha tend to land on my desk. So if the mayor is having an affair with a Chinese woman, that's my story too. And by default, um, a lot of these uh, restaurants which are being run by migrants uh, tend to fall under my rounds. And, and that, that's how I got to know um, quite a lot of these people and the food that they offer. And, and well, being the mad foodie that I am, I sort of um, clinched on that and, and, and grew um, stories from, from that area as well. Which is fantastic. So you could you bring those stories to life and combine your passion for food. That's right. I mean, I, I every summer I run this series called Lincoln's Table in the Herald, and uh, this the whole idea was uh, last year when the pandemic started. The suggestion was for me to take the stories off the page and uh, onto an actual table where people can come out, eat, experience, and support these um, hospitality businesses. And um, so what I'm doing now is just an extension of that. Fantastic. So, um, so today's story, you talk all about discovering the inner city secret finds in a way, aren't they? It's like when you go traveling, don't you find when you go traveling and you really feel like you have a much more authentic experience, I find when you get away off the main drag, away from the tourist hotels and you go down little alleys and you find where the locals eat. And, you know, we could do that here in Auckland, as you've um, revealed in the story about all the incredible restaurants and different ethnicities and flavors that we can experience. Well, but <laughs> this is uh, basically how uh, we do it before social media, right? I mean, like um, friends recommending good places to eat, good finds. And, and, uh, and this, um, yes, Auckland City itself, within the inner city, there's, there's a lot of, of great eateries. I mean, I've, I've worked, what, 15 years at the Herald and, and you know, almost, I'm, I'm the kind that would, you know, eat out like four or five times a week and, and every day after work, I would just head out and look for something new. And over the years, I mean, I've, I've um, come across, uh, you know, a whole line of, of, of restaurants um, that have menus that, that people don't even know exist. So, um, and, and this is going back to, to that whole idea of, uh, you know, having a friend recommend what's good to eat in the city and, and, and I hope to be that friend. But I, I think that, oh, the whole idea of this, this walking tour, Taste of the City, uh, which is part of Restaurant Month, came about when I found out that the small eateries would have not benefited from Restaurant Month because uh, one of the 
key criteria is to have table seating, which means that, you know... Yeah, that cancels a lot of smaller right. places out. And these it? are the people who would actually need the most help having gone through this, this yeah. tough two years since the pandemic. So I came up with this whole idea where, look, this is one way to include them, get them um, featured and, and noticed again, and to benefit from that whole uh, restaurant, restaurant month exercise. Fantastic. And what you're doing is you're taking walking tours through the back streets and the food halls. And I mean, I love that your tour actually goes from a five-star hotel to uh, the oldest Cantonese barbecue food store. That's right. So, um, and, and these are, it's not just about the food, it's the people behind the food as well, their culture, their stories. Um, and at these... Um, Diners. So when we when we stop by uh, these eateries, it's not just uh, ab- about how the food tastes, but then you get to meet the owners. They get to tell the, their stories behind how they produce the food, what significance it is of uh, to their culture, and even the right way of, of of mixing the food. Like for example, one of the stops is this Dosi Rock, a Korean um, place. They'll be taught how to the, the right way to to mix uh, a bibimbap, which is a Korean rice bowl. Uh, dish and also you know the triangle sushi um, it's quite funny seeing how people buy the triangle sushi and they struggle to open the <laughs> the wrapper and, and so like they get to to, to play along and, and experience the right way of, of having these different cuisines as well fantastic I really love a quote you have in your story which is from Anthony Bourdain food is everything we are it's an extension of nationalist feeling Ethnic feeling, your personal history, your province, your region, your tribe, your grandma. <laughs> and isn't that right? I mean, like, um, over the course of my uh, time as a, uh, uh, the, the diversity reporter at the Herald, I mean, I, what I found was the best way to get things out of people, to get the most from their stories, actually to take them out for a meal. And, you know, that's when they actually open up and tell me everything about... Um, things from their kids to their grandmother and, and you get a lot more. And, and um, in that same manner, I hope that, that this, this tour would also um, you know, develop new friendships. So it's, like a, it's not so much a formal tour, but a gathering of friends where we walk and, and you know, uh, get introduced uh, to food and places that some may or may not know exist within the inner city. Do you have a favorite secret place that you can share with us? Well, it's hard to point um, a single favorite because, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those uh, where I eat. Uh, it depends on my mood of the day. So uh, these places that I'll be taking the people, these are some of my favorites in the inner city. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like... The roast duck, for example. Yeah, Lincoln, I wanted to ask you about this because it's this place called Barbecue King. Tim and Julia Tran own it, and they say they have the city's best roast duck. What do you think? So again, it's like if you um, cut all the fusion crap and you want to go to old school Cantonese style roast duck, I would say that this is one of the best because they've been around in the city since, what, 2002. So it it is the oldest... um, uh, Cantonese style roast duck uh, business in the city, and 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 they've struggled through the pandemic as well. A lot have uh, a lot of new ones have, have come by, but it's it's a bit different their style of of um, uh, producing duck. So um, I would say that if you if you if you're into that that old style Cantonese uh, roast duck, then this would be one of the best. Yeah, 
Because that's the other nice thing about this walking tour is that the inner city's actually had it quite tough recently. So it's nice to be able to bring some attention back to those places in the little alleyways that mm. people might not have been, there might not have been that much foot traffic that's lately. Right. Yeah. The, the best food finds in the inner city uh, are not on the main street, I can tell you that. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. And the fact that they have survived mm. through these tough times just is, goes to show how good they are. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lincoln. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Lincoln. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to the parenting hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're you done. Got- you get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, well, that was wonderful listening to Lincoln's hot tips on inner city dining. Now we've got Emma Gleason back in the hot seat. Emma's our commercial editor and writer. Emma, you live in the inner city. Do you have any secret finds that you love? Um, well, there is one that is mentioned in Lincoln's story, and that's Luna um, in Chancery, which does an amazing barn me. So that's one of my favorite spots. And. What else? Oh, Xi'an on Anzac Ave. We had that for dinner last night. That's really good too. So there's so many. I mean, you just walk around and find places and, yeah, the joy of discovery. What about you, Joe? Mine are a bit more off the beaten track, but I still think they're kind of secret finds. One is um, Ajimi in Onihanga. It's a um, Japanese place. It's so great. It's like shared tables and you sit on crates and they've got all these lanterns and they just have the best sashimi and drinks. So that's a good one. And then try it out in East Tamaki is also amazing. That's Vietnamese. Yes. You guys yeah. been there? No, but I hear good things. Yeah, it's it's in a really sort of bleak industrial area, but the restaurant itself is huge and it's got all these beautiful kind of Vietnamese old school paintings on the wall. And the food there's amazing and they're served by robots. <laughs> by robots. Cat cat robots that say, Have a nice day. It's quite cute. <laughs> amazing. And but that's I, I love that it's in this kind of unexpected place. And that's yeah. when you feel like you've made a real discovery. Uh, my favourite probably is not so um, off the beaten track. It's on Dominion Road and Eden Noodles. My favourite is sliced chicken with vegetables. And I think the secret is their spicy chilli sauce. Oh, the chilli oil there is so good. Yeah. Have, have you guys heard of Little Sicily out in Penrose? It's kind of similar vibe to what you were describing, Joe. But it's sort of a food truck slash, I think there's a kind of garage you eat in. It's very... Lo-fi and it's meant to be great, so that's been on my list. Ooh. Does that just do the summer months? Since it's no, I think it's year-round and it's Ooh. yeah, pizza and Mediterranean food and I've got it saved in my Google Maps. But, um, that's on the list because it is, of course, Auckland Restaurant Month. So a month long of celebrating the best places to eat, the chefs in our city. What else is on your radar for this? What got anything you booked in to do? Well, there's so many. Things really. I mean, there's special menus all over the inner city for forty, fifty dollars and more. You can get a really good meal for a good price. It's a good motivation to go to some places. I've got my eye on Le Chef there on Vulcan Lane. Quite a cozy little Parisian. Can I come with you? I really want to go to Le Chef. It's so cute. We go there on the weekend for coffee, and it's just you know you squint your eyes. You could maybe be in Paris. Yeah, and we could practice our French. Yeah, we can. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh, I love it there. Yeah, exactly. Transported. Yeah. And um, anyway, their menu, they've got um, escargot, creme brulee, and, you know, 
steak and chips, which always sounds better in French. Um, and it's only $40 for a three-course lunch or dinner. So Bargain. I'm going to be booking in that. But yeah, we should shut it down the hill and pay them a visit. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I think the um, the Chef's Table series looks quite good. So, But they're all sold out, so oh. I don't want to disappoint anyone. But one that looks good is, um, you know, Tony Assel from Antoine's. Mm. He's kind of returning for this big night, and he's cooking um, with Des Harris at Fish. So that, oh. that'd be quite interesting. And then um, Sean Connolly is cooking at Esther, and they've got this, you know, the beautiful chef's table where it's quite an intimate sort of 10-seater situation. So that sounds good. Yeah, yeah those are real, really uh, you, special events that you'll only experience during this month. So yeah, as you say, a lot of them are selling out, if not sold out. Yeah, um, one, one event that is still, I think, open is the Trolley Dollies at Culprit, which looks like a lot of fun. Have you heard about that one? Yeah, that sounds really good. So they've got some drag queens. Yes, Anita Wiglet, I think, is headlining, and it's a seven-course meal. Yeah, because I love the trolley food service at Culprit. It's yep. so fun. It's kind of like yum cha. Yeah. That's a rough um, one. Yeah, it's a great way to eat, isn't it? Yeah. As of yesterday, there are still, I think, bookings available. But, yeah. Get your On tickets. my radar is um, Cassia in Fort Lane where the wonderful Sid Sirouette has created a five-course tasting menu mm. uh, for Restaurant Month. His is a little bit more pricey. It's $90. Um, but, you know, he's, it's going to be hard to choose between his tandoori fish, which is superb, and the lamb chops, which are really good. They're famous, <laughs> famous for those lamb chops. Yeah. Yeah. We actually ate um, there a couple of months ago, a similar menu, and it was incredible. And I think, yeah, the value for money was really good. I left. I, I didn't leave. I rolled out. Um, but the food is great. Good to know. Yep. So that's it's going to be a busy month of whining and dining. Right. We'll just take a quick break and then we'll be back to discuss what's on your radar this week. Welcome back. So the recommendations this week, I'll tell you what, my week is, I've got a bit of a clash, which is a bit of a concern. Oh no. Uh, This Friday night, um, I've got tickets to see Arlo Parks at the power station, uh, which I'm very excited about, which will be a really sweet night. Um, Love her music. She's bringing her album Collapsed in Sunbeams, and she was last year's Mercury Prize winner. Um, I listened to her that album a lot last year when we were in lockdown. So I'm quite excited about that. But then, of course, at the film festival, on the same night as Meet Me in the Bathroom, you know, based on Lizzie Goodman's book about the rebirth of rock and roll in New York City. Oh, that's a hard, um, that's a hard choice. Did, did you know The Strokes' first album came out 21 years ago? Wow. So that just makes me really want to see the movie more. Yeah. So it's a tough call. Um, so, yeah. Got to work, figure that out between now and Friday. In the meantime, uh, the other thing that's been on my radar is seeing the Lionesses win the Euro women's football. Wow, how amazing was that? Oh, so historic. And the nation really got behind them. And especially interesting thing I found out is that football was banned for women in the UK until 1971. So seeing it go from that then to now everyone supporting them. My sister watched it in a pub and everyone was cheering and crying and it was quite moving apparently. So it's nice to see women's sport finally getting a bit of the same excitement and respect. Oh my God, absolutely. And the elation of that team and them dancing and it was just so wonderful to see. Really uplifting and yeah, just as you say, incredible. 
for women's uh, football in the UK where it's such a you know huge thing. What's been on your radar, Emma? Um, I'm still laying low, but I have been watching season two of The Only Murders in the Building, which is one of my favourite shows this year. It's um, kind of a murder mystery podcasty vibe show. It's um, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez and basically the premise is they live in this old apartment building and record podcasts about murder and there are more murders happening. It's not as dark as it sounds. It's quite funny and camp and quirky and cosy. And how is season two stacking up compared to season one? Um, It's actually better, I think. So there's been another murder, plot spoiler, but there's been some additional characters which are quite good, like a sort of Gen Z a Zoomer, we call them Zoomers, um, who's um, quite a nice contrast to the rest of them. And yeah, they're just, it's such a charming, nice show. So um, that's on Disney Plus, and I really recommend it if you're looking for something to watch that's not too heavy or depressing. So it's my recommendation. What about you, Joe? What have you been filling your days with when you're not at work? Um, I've actually been listening to another podcast. It's called The Long Form Podcast, which is where they, they talk to a different journalist each week and they really go on a deep dive into the actual kind of workings of how they write their story. It's, it's, quite, it's quite amazing. And their latest guest was um, Michael Pollan, who's oh. a contributing writer for New York Times magazine. And he hosted that How to Change Your Mind series on Netflix. So he kind of talks about how he went from being this food writer guy to the psychedelics guy. Yeah, he did pivot from his like cooked show to another kind of cooked Another time cooked, yeah, but still still eating stuff. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't too much of a crazy thing. So, yeah, I recommend that. It's um, it's an American podcast, so they focus on mostly American journalists and some of them say right a lot, but it was good. Mm. It's a good podcast. I enjoy that. And I've also enjoyed that documentary exploring everything from LSD. From acid to mushies and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Ayahuasca. Exactly. Great. Well, thank you, everybody. That's it for this week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Viva Talks. You can catch Viva every week in the New Zealand Herald on Wednesdays and find us online at viva.co.nz to stay up to date with what's hot here and around the world. And you can follow Viva Talks on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll catch you here next week.